we do date days. We I try to do stuff, you know, throughout the year for, but even the stuff I throughout I do throughout the year for her, it's not like I'm doing something every day. I doubt anybody is showing some romantic gesture every single day. So the whole argument that you don't need a holiday, no, you don't. But you don't need a holiday to celebrate yourself. But come your birthday, you popping bottles somewhere, you flying yourself somewhere. So keep that same energy, especially if that's what you like. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop-style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. But first, I just want to do a shout-out to our uh, our listeners at uh, Inspire You and Contentville and across all uh, podcast platforms. Thank you guys for supporting us. With that being said, fellas, what's on your minds? Um... I did not know that Matlock was Andy Griffin. God, I, I just, I, I, I did not, I did not. I was today years old when I found out. Wow! And people are dogging me on social media as they should, as they should. should. As they should. Yes. Yes. I just, I just you deserve that Matlock was Matlock, man. I, I did not know. I never put two and two together that the actor Andy Griffin was. Matlock. I was just like, that's Matlock. I, so everybody's like, oh, you didn't watch the show. I watched the show. I was at my grandmama's house. I went to my grandma's house and I had to watch it when she was watching it. I, I, Matlock in the heat of the night. I, Andy Griffin show. Like I, I knew them all, but I never put two and two together that Andy Griffin was Matlock. And so people, um, yeah, for the all the folks that are like me that didn't know, I just want to make sure that you guys know so that you don't get drugged like I did on social media. So, all two, all two of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's more. It's more. I, I saw it on on my post. It was like five or six of them. Um, other than that, man, Echo sucks. I will say it. As the Marvel fan in in the group, or the biggest Marvel fan, it, it's Echo was horrible. It was worse than the Flash movie. And that's saying a lot for me. The the fight scenes were okay, like you said, Buff. Um, uh, Vincent Diofronio, I can't ever say his name, but Kingpin, he was great, as he always is. But yeah, I found myself rooting for the bad guys in in the show. That's how bad, like the writing and the acting, or maybe they meant it to be that way. I don't know, but I just it was bad. So. Thoughts, fellas. I, I know both of you guys watched it. Did you finish it? All five episodes? I, have, I haven't finished it. I, I I can bring myself to the last episode I saw. You know, I'm I get annoyed easily, and I and I am I don't support negative behavior or negative. Just like <laughs> it's just to the point, or just negative acting. Like. I can't support this show. You know, they're going to say they got all these views and all this shit. This shit is horrible. Like, I don't want them to think that they got all these people to watch it and they should do an Echo 2, season two. <laughs> I want to stop right here. <laughs> I want to make a stand. Um, the last thing I said was a train and the way she's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And, you know, 
I don't I'm I'm pretty sure the her her uh her tribe, her village, her people paid for her actions. You know, like there was backlash on messing with um well, we it's not a spoiler at this point. They've had it long enough. But you know, when you go blow up Kingpin's train and stuff like that in his operation, you know, um there's gonna be backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody that you supposedly love is at risk. And I was in there and she just seemed like she was she she didn't want to be accountable for her action. <laughs> and I just <laughs> and I just like I said, I was hoping the power set and everything became better or how they I can I can't even understand. Do they close the gap on that better? Like the they do. They explain the tribalism it's different and from all the comics. Stuff. Yeah, they, it's different from the comics. They explain what her power set is. I don't know if it's very useful. It's kind of a sucky power set. It's it, think Black Panther and how you know you get the lineage of all the Black Panthers type thing. So really, they just use his power set uh, when when we really think about it. But they were acting like it was something new. Um, but she just you know she her oh, powers echo through time. Yeah. So that's. Essentially, maybe I haven't got to the point. Last thing I saw was her, you kind of seeing her power set when she escaped the train and stuff like that. But I was like, this is stupid. But buff. Nah, I'll be brief. I didn't I didn't like it. I kept waiting for a payoff. (laughs) That was never that was never a payoff. It's it's not good. So I wouldn't even finish it if I was you for. And Marvel has lost this way. They've lost their way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Maybe they shouldn't have gone with this whole multi-dimension universe. I don't know what it is, but it, they've lost their way. What was the last good Marvel movie? It may. I mean, I, Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of up there, kind of up there. Uh, but they yeah. they haven't had a real hit probably since Endgame. Yeah. This this entire phase four and half of phase five has just sucked. Um, it hasn't been. Yeah, I mean, I there have been no entertaining movies. There have been strong sevens, right? Like there have been movies that you're like, okay, it's not bad, it's not horrible. I can watch it. It's watchable. Um, you know, Doctor Strange was okay. You could watch that. Uh, Black Panther two wasn't horrible, especially during the COVID, you know, times. It was okay. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. But then you look at some of the others. Like I didn't, I still haven't seen the Marvels. That's how much I don't care well, about that. So yeah, it's, it's you're, been you're bad. So we 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 still not ready to be honest about Black Panther two yet. Okay, I'll wait. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Black <laughs> Panther two was uh, <laughs> it wasn't good. Par. Yeah, it wasn't good. It, it was, it was, I give it them was a pass the because of what because of the hand they was dealt. I mean, your lead character is gone. I give them a pass, and but it wasn't. And good. you're you're filming during COVID. Not what well, that that had nothing to do with it. Like they had uh, what's what girl named Ironheart. They they introduced her and they didn't even really fit her into a real storyline. They literally just brought her into the movie to say, hey, she's gonna have a show later on down the road so let us show y'all who she is real quick like she like yeah. she was useless in the movie what and what comedian it might have been Cat Williams again was talking about um, they didn't have to kill off Black Panther 
it was like um, I know people would have been a little hurt with the change of characters or actors, but it's like no other superhero die when they die. Like mm-hmm. when they, you know, when something, you know, something happened. Christopher Reeves they didn't had a thousand Superman since then. Like it's it's always yeah, like nine Batman. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's so why does this one character have to die? You know, yeah. we'd have been I, a I little do like heartbroken in the movie how they, or whatever. How they but, kind of took care of that though right like his son is T'Challa as well so you know they get to carry yeah, on yeah. with it without recasting that T'Challa so I, I, I I'm okay with what they did if they had made the storyline a little bit better because even in the comics this happens they like, could, T'Challa got a black dies Panther, and, yeah yeah so I, I get it man we could have got I, a Black Panther it we wasn't a Black Panther. there was some there was some really good like visuals in it the the Music was still pretty good. Um, and, and you know, you say that it didn't matter. COVID didn't matter. But if you look, that's why the set pieces were so blah. Like, you never saw, a, a you know, a scene where there was more than, like, 20 people or whatever, right? It's like a lot of what was happening during COVID is what happened that, like, messed up the show. Like, the storyline wasn't bad. It, it really was just that what they had to do. So I'll give them a little bit of a pass. Um, but it wasn't a horrible movie. But no, it wasn't great. I mean, it, it's Guardians of the Galaxy three put that phase on his shoulders <laughs> and carried it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about. Okay, it. all right. That's all I really had, other than um, for all the the Houston, Texas, down south, like um, screw music loving folks, Slim Thug, Mike Jones, and Paul Wall. They announced the Steel Tipping tour. So if you're into that, you like screw music, whatever. Check them out. They'll be on tour this year, uh, later this year. They haven't announced dates or whatever yet, but uh, it's coming. So just want to throw that out there for the folks who do like that. You know, mm. get you some swangers and vogues and, you know, ghost ride the whip or whatever they say down there. Or, you know, better than I do. Or do you not? <laughs> He's still disgusted at Black Panther 2. <laughs> That boy just sat all the way back in his chair. That's all you got, Ross. <laughs> That's all I got, man. Uh, so I just want to remind everybody, we one week closer to the boom, boom. Uh, Three Brothers No Sense will be in Mobile, on a float, skinny Monday. Look for us. Check us out. We're going to have some throws and whatnot for you. Um, so the NFL, so Peacock paid $110 million to stream uh, an NFL playoff game last week. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people were complaining about it, but the numbers say it was a win. 23 million people streamed it, the most streamed event ever, and it actually was up. So 6% more people watched it on Peacock than they did at the the same game this time last year. It was Jacksonville and San Diego on a Saturday evening. Is six percent higher this week on a streaming app that people had to pay for, so that's not good in the sense that it's possible the NFL could go to <laughs> kind of like how boxing is, like pay per view Super Bowl. We may be looking at that if the if if they keep doing well on streaming apps like that. Uh, so just look out for that, uh, and also uh, Nikki Haley, man, Nikki Haley. She's running for president, former governor of South Carolina. 
I just want to point out, I mean, we all have our hypocritical moments. Razio likes to point out how I did a two fairy, but don't do Santa Claus. I still stand on that. But um, her hypocrisy, man, is just so Don Lemon got in trouble when he said that she was past her prime, citing her age. And of course, she took advantage of that and said, you know, liberals are the one who are really sexist and, you know, uh, they hate to see a woman, you know, of, of of a certain age try to be successful, this, that, and other. She ran with it, whatever, like that. She's on an interview with Dana Bash last week after the Iowa caucus. And she cited, and she's done this before, but I really, like, really paid attention this time. She cited Joe Biden and 45's age more than once. I mean, we have two 80-year-olds. Do we really want two 80-year-olds running the country? So it's okay when you do it. But it's a problem when everybody else do it to you. Yeah, but they're 80. Yeah, 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 they're 80. But <laughs> if you're against ageism, you're against ageism. Yeah, I mean, I'm against ageism. Uh, but, you know, at a certain point, you got like, come on now. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, you're the leader of the free world. Come on now. That's, that, like, that's, that's, that's all I got, man. Wanted to be, I was, I was long winded last week on my, my opening topic. So that's yeah. it. Oh, did, did you want to tell Trump won his first primary, right? Or a caucus? Trump ain't just win. He ain't win. Yeah. He came through and crushed the building. <laughs> yeah. But is that any of that so, surprising? It's not, but it's, That'd be it's, surprising. Telling, it's telling of what's probably going to happen is that he will get the nom. I mean, everybody kind of knew it, but, you know, when the numbers yeah, come I mean, through, it's still I'm just like, to... wow. You know, they've been wasting everybody's time with these debates and all of that stuff. They could have just stayed home. Yeah. <laughs> Are taxpayer dollars paying for that? Hey, well, they canceled one because uh, he's not doing any debates and Nikki Haley says she's not doing it if he doesn't do it. So, Are, are the, the the numbers low for the debates? They should be. I mean, it's not interesting. Yeah, they, they um, yeah. I thought you were going to mention out, so. uh, when you when you talked about uh, brought up Houston, I thought you were going to talk about the Texans. Uh, but you talked about uh, Kansas City, Miami. Uh, very interesting uh, last couple of days in football as a whole. We talked about people retiring and stuff like that. But I want to give a shout out to um, first of all, the Houston Texans uh, with a rookie quarterback, black rookie quarterback and a black rookie coach. I think it is first first year coach. I think that's just awesome. Um, uh, somebody said it best the other day. The scariest thing about them is they don't realize they're not supposed to be there. Like these boys are playing like bets. They're coaching like bets. So they have nothing to lose. So I'm um, not a Texan fan, um, but I, I do support what, what they're doing. But more, uh, but more so, I want to give a shout out to the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan because they've been taking L's for a while. And um, I have line brothers like Ed and uh, my late line brother Mel who have been following Michigan football and the Detroit basketball and, of course, Eagle, not Eagles, uh, Lions football for years. And they, they had nothing but disappointment. So to have won their first playoff game since what the 80s? Yeah, it's 35 years. First game at 35 years. 
yeah yeah uh that's that's a lot so uh i wish i wish you guys the best you know at the michigan winning their first championship and god knows how long you guys uh are a you're a force in the nfc and so i would love to see you with have continued success um keep up the good work but outside of that i'm anti-football right now because everything football related just annoys the hell out of me uh, from FAMU to the Cowboys to just everything. Uh, what happened to FAM? My college team. I don't know if they're going to. Uh, you know, FAM won the HBCU uh, championship celebration mm-hmm. bowl. Our coach got a uh, head coach got a, a offer uh, from Duke. And so he went to take, but it's not even a uh, head coaching job. He took another job, but like money wise, you can't compete. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, um, and it's just been a, a lot of turmoil. We had up until that point, what looked like the uh, easy path to repeating. Uh, the recruiting class was strong. We had people trying, the portal was, the portal was on fire. We had people leaving Florida state to transfer over to fam all this stuff and because you're starting to see some HBCU players make impacts impact in NFL as a matter of fact uh uh one of the linebackers that entered the draft last year went undrafted but uh signed with the Cowboys last year and end up getting some major playing time I think he led the team in tackles at, uh, at some point so as a linebacker, so knowing that you still can get that exposure and still make a difference, and so there's that, you know, like I'm, I'm more vested in that football team than anything else right now. But that's a disappointment when you see that team being broken up, and I think some internal politics and stuff that's going on that's making making it a lot tougher to accept. But with that being said, is Sophie up? She is. Let me see if she got a joke, though. We'll, we'll see. Oh. Yo. Terrified. Oh. Okay, I'm ready now. Very quiet today. What's up, Sophia? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> my my mic was on mute. Oh, that explains it. <laughs> so, I apologize. I apologize. That's good. That's good. You ready for the boom boom? You ready for Mardi Gras? Yes. You ready for Mardi Gras? Yeah. You gonna catch me oh, some yeah. um some beads and some bears and some all that yeah. good stuff? My dad said if there's anything that we don't want, we can give it to him and then he can throw it. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to tell nobody that. That's the plan. I don't tell you any that. <laughs> Now they're going to think everything I'm throwing. Thank you for telling y'all. the truth, Sophie. Not everything he got. He bought <laughs> fidget toys. They're, they're downstairs. Yeah. And he wouldn't let us have any. Oh. <laughs> All right. I heard you have a joke for us today. Is this your first, is this your first joke of the year? It is. I think so. Yeah. I think well, it let's is. Let's make it a good one. Yeah. What do you call a cow with no legs? Lean. What? No, it's called ground beef. 
I like that one. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like beef on the ground. Because he hasn't lived. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. I, I, I appreciate that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Beef slider. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's also an acceptable yeah. answer. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was like, lean beef. Lean. <laughs> All righty. All right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into it. We're back to the question portion, the favorite part of the show, where if you're a first-time listener, this is how it goes. When you hear the question, we hear the questions, barbershop-style talk. So we're shooting from the hip. We haven't prepped for these questions. So who is going first? Sometimes we argue. Sometimes we agree. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All righty. All right. As Ferg said, we are a barbershop-style podcast. And that was a movie about, I guess that's about 15 years ago, Barbershop. Ice Cube, Serge Entertainer. Probably mm-hmm. longer than that. When yeah, I wanted to say 20, but 20 just felt so. I guess it was about 20. It's probably about 20 years ago. Anyway, um, it's a movie, The Barbershop. And, you know, there's a point in the movie. 22 years ago. Yeah, okay. So right. I would have been safe oh, saying 20. Wow. Yeah, 22 years ago. Uh, that's crazy how old we getting. <laughs> so... But that's a part in the movie where uh, Cedric Entertainer's character, he goes on a little rant, and he said, there's three things black people need to tell the truth about. First off, Rodney King should have got his beat for drowning around in a Hyundai. OJ did it, and all Rosa Parks <laughs> did was sit her ass down. Now, by all accounts, those are some hot, hot takes. And I, throughout the course of this show, and on my social media platform, I've had quite a few. I said Sade was overrated. I said that uh, we do need a little bit of shaming every once in a while. And I've also said that America, by pretty much every measurable statistic, is not number one. I do follow it by saying that there's no place I'd rather live. But, you know, we always say we're number one. Gun violence and incarcerating people. Yeah, that's about it. So those can be considered hot takes as well. My question for you two brothers is, what is your hottest take right now? (laughs) I I think mine... Oh, and by the way, it it doesn't have to be something that you said on a past episode. Just I, I, I feel like I say it all. All my takes be hot. Yeah, so it could be something you've never mentioned on the show. I prefer it be something you never mentioned on the show, as a matter of fact. Like, but yeah, what, what what's your hottest take right now? Uh I think the biggest one I have said it on the show, right, is um when you got the right to vote, you got the right to catch these hands. So You did say <laughs> you did say that. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds like sh- you've said it so many times. You did say that. <laughs> it's still I take. Um yeah, okay. but I mean So f- Yeah, for first time listeners, explain that though. Explain that. What what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, that? I was gonna explain that. So it it's we were I I, I wanna say in the show we were talking about should you hit women or whatever and what I was saying is I I don't feel like 
you should just walk up to a woman, hit her. You shouldn't wail on a woman, you, you know, but at the same time, if you ball your fist up and hit me like I'm a man, I'm, I have a right to hit you back. Uh, and so that's what I mean by like, we, everybody feminists out there, everybody talks about equal rights and everything like that. You have an equal right to catch these hands because I don't know. I, I'm five, six, 152 pounds, right? Like, when you think about that, there are women out there that actually are bigger than me and and so and maybe stronger than me. And so this whole dynamic of, oh, just because you're a woman, I can't hit you. I can't defend myself. I disagree with. I vehemently disagree with. So what I said was when you got the right to vote, when you wanted these equal rights, you equally got a chance to get the catch these hands. And I 100 percent stand by that. So there it is. Okay. okay, I'm a little bit more liberal on that. I, you know, you, you don't hit me in my face on my groin area, and don't spit. Do not spit. Uh, but him, hit me in the arm and chest. You know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's like you know, it, it's one of those things that I, do I, do I really feel like you legitimately could hurt me or you did hurt me, right? Like, there's a difference of so, hitting me in my chest, hitting me in my arm, like boy, stop playing well, type but, thing versus. But in your situation, Ron, you like talking about somebody you probably know, man. or is it, mm-hmm. are you talking like somebody you know, or like you're dating a chick and she wails on you, but or maybe I should ask you that, Buff, because you seem like you're a little more understanding. So Tab does this. She hits you in the chest or she hits you in the arm and stuff like that. As long as she doesn't, what did you say? Don't spit, don't hit me in the face or the groin area. So random chick at in search your favorite restaurant uh gets upset because uh she wanted to cut in front of you in line and you she didn't see you standing there and she goes and you say, excuse me, ma'am, the line starts back there and she yells and cusses cusses you out and slaps you. Oh, oh. or slap me. <laughs> Slap me? Well, you know what? Just by, <laughs> by your tone, I already know your answer. She didn't slap you. She punched you. She punched you in your chest, right? Like, like, go on somewhere. Uh, I'm, 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 okay. I'm taking this spot. All right, all right. That's two very different reactions. Because slap me, it's gonna be some Haruki going on up in there. Yeah. You said your rule is she hits yeah. you in your face, so we ain't gonna say slap. Now say, she, say, she, say she, she punched, punched you in your chest. She, and, and listen. She's not automatically off the hook if she punched me in the chest. I'm just saying you have a better shot and a lesser reaction as long as you avoid the face, don't spit, no groin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, my whole thing is I, I, I'm I, with you, Buff, in the grand scheme of things. But, Rizy, I'm still on your page because I just I think we don't like to play life fair. Like it, it's in either the situations, your spouse, loved one comes and they hit hit on you, stuff like that. There's a lot that's going on there. Let's what like let's unpack it. We don't unpack it. Like, what about me made you think you you, you should hit me? Like, and after that, you know, like if we're in a heated battle and you get mad enough to hit me, and you know my wife, my wife's like super prissy, super nice, and all this stuff. Uh, in the 15 years we've known it, I'm gonna say she's never disrespected, right? Never disrespected. Um, and all of a sudden you come slap me, 
mush me or whatever y'all doing in these streets these days. My natural, like I'm caught off guard. Like we're already arguing stuff like that. And before we get to that point, some things had to be said. So we're both heated, right? And you and my wife is five foot one, 120 pounds tops, right? And you do that to me. I don't know what makes people think there is some just class or just hormone or something that we have outside of love and self-control that stops us. And I'm not making an excuse, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm also a person that when I say I get it, I get it. Like it, like you just slap, like there's so many things that go behind this. You, you had enough gall about yourself to do this. You felt protected enough. Like you were going to try me knowing that this could happen, but you're like, you know what? He ain't going to hit me. So I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. But you don't have that same energy with other women. So all this is going through my head. Like she, do, she, she is purposely trying me. Not just it's not just the heat of the battle. It's you're purposely trying me. If being either one of us got in that argument and we got close enough, we're already like, okay, if I touch Buff, this is gonna go left. Like it's gonna go, it's gonna happen. If I touch Rock, it's going to go down. You don't have to like if I push in your chest I punch in your chest it's like you know what Berg's probably having a bad day you know he's not really violent like you don't have to calm down like this mm-hmm. like it's the same thing but all of a sudden we're supposed to be super real man all of a sudden right a real man's not gonna react and he knows that doesn't hurt it's not that it hurts or hurts my pride it's in that moment I'm like are you f***ing serious so I'm with that. Um, I'm with that. All right. Now, what's what's your hot take? Uh, my hot take is kind of twofold. It's you kind of talked about shaming people. Like sometimes you got a whole shame. My thing is. I'm a proponent of the truth and sometimes the truth hurts. Like we got to stop lying to each other. We got to stop sugarcoating things that are potentially hurting us, hurting each other. You know, that's why a lot of my tapes are takes are hot because I'm I like, I'm not saying it's an absolute, but there's a part of the truth that we're not considering. We don't talk about these things. So even, you know, shaming there. Stick with that. I'm not saying that you can't be a sexual creature. You can't be a sexual being. I'm saying realize that there are potential outcomes that come with that and don't get mad at me for having my opinion and my standard based off of the freedoms that you think you should be able to do whatever you want and then I'm wrong for having an opinion on your actions you you have an opinion about my opinion on your actions but I can't have an opinion on your actions you know oh you can't fat shame people women have every term under the uh, under the sun to describe their bodies and support their bodies Niggas are fat. These niggas are hus. <laughs> There's no positive imaging image uh imagery for a fat. I mean, fat guys. Like if you're if, if you're if you're out of shape, let's stop. You know, I'm not saying you have to be skinny. I'm saying like, but let's not normalize some of the things that we we normally would say because what's happening is people are saying these things behind your back. 
people are saying, boy, I can't, girl, I can't believe she got that on. Yes, yes, wear that. Like, it's, it's, it's all like they're saying it behind your back. And you're a beautiful woman, and there's so many things that you can wear, and so many other things that you can do to accentuate your beauty. You know, any of those things, you know, I have to, you know, but we can't talk about body body shaming, but you can talk about us being short. You can talk about, you know, you can talk about size. You can talk about all these things that come to men. We have to deal with whatever you say it is the truth about us. Whatever it is, that is our truth. You, there's no, there's no protect, there's no protect, there's no protected uh society for uh dick, niggas with little. Dicks. Them niggas out of pain. That's just their world, right? <laughs> it is what it is. You know, like, oh, but God. if women are flat chested or whatever, or you know, like, see, that's all y'all care about is big tits, big ass. Like, you're shamed for these things. You know, like the truth, the truth hurts. It is what it is. And if you're <laughs> nigga with, you know, small pecker, then you, you know, there's going to be limitations to your life as well. Like you got to accept the truth. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of pushback on that one. You got anything for that one, right? <laughs> nope. Facts. All facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine is, um, I, I believe mine is going to be a bit divisive. In fact, I'm probably going to be on an island on this one, as a matter of fact. But here we go. My hot take is I'm not 100% sure that therapy is working. By and large. I see no statistical data that suggests with the, with the push that I've seen for therapy, and we've done it on this show and we will continue to do it on this show because I do believe that people should be in it. We always say if you take care of your body physically, you should take care of your mind as well uh, and your emotions and everything that go with that. But I am seeing very little statistical data that suggests with the amount of push that we are suggesting and pushing people and tearing down the stigma of going to therapy i'm seeing very little results. i agree i agree um but my pushback is real therapy with real intent and real dedication works it's the same way you see fat people in the gym every guy that's true that is yeah true. people that go we've, to gym we, we've seen more gyms pop up in the last 20 years Gym diets, all and ki- all obesity kind of, continues to climb. Yeah, that's a great because point. Because yeah. it's 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 a when it's a fad to say you have a therapist or something like that. Mm. I would say therapy definitely has helped me uncover and deal with a lot of stuff. Even last year, like I I was depressed, clinically depressed, and I had to. Luckily, I didn't have to get on any medication or anything like that. But therapy helped me through it. Therapy, you know, and but. It's you have to be dedicated the same way, you know, I have a gym membership. I go to the gym, but not like I was. I can mm-hmm. tell the difference in me when I was committed, bought in, and I was going to the gym versus like, yeah, I, you know, and I'm gonna go life, to the gym next week. Life, man. Life be happening. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I think and you know, it's social media. People have therapists. I know plenty of people that went to therapy and 
they wanted to the therapist to be their friend and there was a post where um it was a, a female therapist and she was talking about a lot of women in therapy too and it goes back to the accountability thing especially when she see couple therapy she said she's lost more she realized when she looked back at her books when she started losing more of her clients especially in those couple therapies when it got to the point where she pushed back or she tried to make the wife or the girlfriend be accountable it was she's taking your side she doesn't know what she's talking about she doesn't like me and all and so a lot of people will leave therapy because nobody wants to be told they're wrong it's therapy is some hard truth life is some hard truth when you realize that you know you big bone and you can go to the gym every day and you ain't gonna lose so much weight you only gonna lose so much weight but you can be healthier you can be toner but you'll never be back you'll never be a size six again right mm-hmm. but but your your body reacts differently you have more energy there's there's positivity to it but you have to accept your truth and therapy is one of the biggest things with therapy is accepting those truths you know um and a lot of people get out of it. ask how long people i would love to see how long people stay in therapy and how committed they are and even with me being committed there's things my therapist asked me to do that don't necessarily coincide with my life like you know he wants me to journal things i'm not a journaler you know would i be further along would i be better yeah um so therapy can work just like anything can work exercise exercise without dieting right you go mm-hmm. to the gym but you don't diet that's what explains this mm-hmm. right um i think people think therapy is the cure or the fix all it's a process it's a journey and rizy kind of hits on that all the time you know um what yeah, you got Rizzi? Like, like you have to leave like j- just kind of what we talked about was the last episode episode four last like it's a journey and and i think with therapy when it comes down to it it's it's it'll get you back out of that trough but it's not gonna get you to where you're like oh i'm just super happy um i i I, that i agree with you i haven't seen where it's like i go to therapy so now i'm this you know love guru walking around walking on cloud nine type thing that i've never seen mm-hmm. like like i said my therapist got me out of that trough they they got me through those hard times like ferg said right through the depression and all of that stuff it got me to where i can function but it didn't make me happy uh you know and and mm-hmm. so there's that journey and i know a lot of people say they've gone to therapy or they have a therapist and haven't seen their therapist in a year and a half right they went to a therapist twice two years ago so yep they went to therapy and they think that's it and you know it's one of those things that you got to keep working at it you're gonna have good days have bad days sometimes you got to call your therapist oh i'm good i don't have to call him for six months and then all of a sudden boom i gotta call my therapist right like that's the thing there's it's that having that person to talk to some people don't need a therapist because they have somebody else that they can confide in or whatever and that gets them to that point where they're good right and they're not going through that low point but you know, another hot take. You for you were like everybody needs a therapist, right? Like everybody isn't trained to do it. Yeah, I mean, but do you think about it, like a lot of times the people you're confiding in are the people who are going to give you the advice that you want to hear. You know, going back to what I was saying when the therapist was she was she was uh, I wish I could find the video, and she was talking about 
the fact that when she gave a little pushback, it was a complete 180, right? It's like now all of a sudden this woman who thought you were going to be her saving grace becomes like you feel she feel like you're her worst enemy enemy. And so if Byron's confiding in me and I'm sitting there like, yeah, man, I don't know why Tab would do that. Da, da, da. Women don't get this. I'm giving you the I'm giving you the fuel you need versus, you know, me saying, you know what, bro? I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but have what is Tab really asking you to do? What does that mean in your relationship? Like really asking those tough questions that make you self-check. And then my last thing on this is you said you're, you're never happy. I think our our expectations of therapy might be skewed too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, it's, I'm going to be happy and all of a sudden be this relationship guru and my relationships are going to be so much better. It's like, yeah, you, you maybe therapy for you is you just learn how to deal with your emotions or recognize your triggers a little bit better and how far you're willing to go. You know, I'll never be a bodybuilder. So I, I hear you guys and I agree with most of it, but um, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, first off, I think we may need to add the caveat when we tell people to go to therapy is you really shouldn't go to therapy until you're ready to be honest. Because like in first example, when you're talking to your friend about how your wife pissing you off, that's usually because you're skewing the argument in your favor. You leaving out some mm-hmm. details. So if you have a reasonable friend, then yeah, he may take your side. But if you give him the straight up unfiltered truth, you have a reasonable friend. They're going to they gonna, Oh, you wrong on that. One. You wrong. What what if Tabitha did this? What what if Z did that? How would you feel? You know what I mean? So I think before we tell people to go to therapy, we we need to push out. You have to be ready to be honest because if you go to the ther- the therapist and you're not telling them everything and you're going to skew it your way, then yeah, they're going to confirm your bias. Tell you you're not going to have any type of accountability you're not going to change you're going to continue to think you're right but i'm looking at like i like i said last week on the show we had the most suicides ever in 2022 people are more depressed and more unhappy than ever before and so i'm looking at all of these different pushes and 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 things to go to therapy and how everybody is saying in therapy and yet we're getting more and more unhappy so I'm not saying that therapy doesn't work. I'm just saying right now, I'm not seeing the results. Yeah, I mean you, you the, hit the on negative, some great points. The negative because... things are outpacing the the therapy and the folks that's going to therapy. I think that's a little bit of it too. Yeah. Uh, you know, your yeah, your social is. media. You talk about that. All the all the triggers are there, I'm, and it's outpacing yeah, me yeah. going to therapy. I think that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too. I think I think. Social media can undo some of that, some of the gains you make in therapy. Undo and be the cause mm-hmm. of. So it's it's the fact that you might go to therapy every two weeks. You know, I don't think most people are doing it therapy weekly. You know, a lot of people are doing it every two weeks, maybe monthly. But you're on social media daily, day. hours yeah. a day. Yeah. So yeah. you know how much are they undoing? And it's funny that you say that uh, about the, the truth. A good therapist. They're trained to understand that most of the shit you say is skewed. Mm. Um, a good therapist is going to give you time and work with you and let you talk as much as you want about your point of view because they're taking notes and 
when you're ready to have that that real discussion. Point in point in case, uh, or case in point, my therapist. One of our last conversations last year was uh, me finally t- talking and opening up my PTSD. Right, I've been going to him for three years. We just got to the point where we can start talking about that. Right. There was other issues, other things, you know, there was uh, marriage counseling. It was uh, dealing with death and all that stuff. Then depression, like all these things, other things. And even then me lying to myself, because they're not, uh, they're not going to force you into a point that you're not ready to discuss. What happens is when a lot of people get to that point that, you know, they push back a little bit. That's when they they exit stage left. Right. It's, you know, you're going to carefully say the things that you want. Just like you said, when you explain it to why tap is pissing you off, you're going to explain to the therapist the same way. You may be a little bit more open, but you're going to explain to them the same way. But you leave out your part. Or, you know, the fact that she's been telling you this for the last 10 years. And even though you started doing it six months ago, it's 10 years too late. Right. It's, you know, those are the things that you don't get. Um, Good therapist. All right, man. Y'all ain't y'all ain't bite my head off too bad. So, no, no, I mean, I get it. No, no, no. I get it. I agree with you 100 percent. So who's who's next? Rise, you can go. Um, I'll go. Um. This one, you know, Valentine's Day, cuffing season is almost over. I got my cuffing season championship belt. And uh, so, you know, you never know when it, uh, when the championship's actually going to uh, come. But with that, usually cuffing season ends around Valentine's Day. Usually that's when the, the champion is crowned. Uh, for most folks who don't know what cuffing season normally uh, runs, it happens right around the end of fall or beginning to fall into winter. That's where you're going out, you're dating, you're trying to figure out, you're whittling them down. Usually by Valentine's, you've chosen uh, who's going to be your new boo, who you're going to cuff. That's what we call cuffing season for the listeners that don't know and usually culminates in Valentine's Day. Uh, So, ladies, if you're out there and um, he doesn't invite you out on Valentine's Day or, you know, spend it with you, yeah, he's probably spending it with somebody else. And that's actually who he's cuffing. Uh, Just let you know that. Anyway. Truth hurts. What I wanted to ask you guys, huh? Truth hurts. Yep, it does. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, yeah. I wanted to ask you fellas, um, does Valentine's Day really matter to guys? And why or why not? Matters to us as far as what? Just just in general. Like, does, does it matter so, to us? Do, you, do, do we really care about it? Um, or do we just do it for that? Uh, what, what, what would you call it? What did you call it for? Um, Ceremonial gesture. Is it a ceremonial gesture or do we really actually care about Valentine's Day? So, you know, this this comes up every year. People, you have the people that say, I don't need a holiday to, to tell someone I love them. I show it throughout the year. The truth is, most people don't show it throughout the year. Not every single day. And if you do show it throughout the year, then you shouldn't have an issue with showing it on this day as well. So if your lady cares about it, you should care about it. I care about it to the extent that she cares about it. She wants to be acknowledged on that day. I love giving gifts and trying to, um, you know, surprise her with something that I think she would like. So 
I'm I'm all in as far as that goes because she likes it and I like giving gifts. So it's it's cool for me now. It's not just a woman's holiday. So I expect something too. <laughs> That's how this works. So, but yeah, man, like I would I would be if she one day said, hey, we ain't gotta do Valentine's Day no more, I would be okay with that. But I'm not kicking and screaming because she does want to be acknowledged on it as well. So, you know, it is what it is. But you know, we do date days. We I try to do stuff, you know, throughout the year for, but even the stuff I do out I do throughout the year for her, it's not like I'm doing something every day. I doubt anybody is showing some romantic gesture every single day. So the whole argument that you don't need a holiday, no, you don't. But you don't need a holiday to celebrate yourself. But come your birthday, you popping bottles somewhere, you flying yourself somewhere. So keep that same energy, especially if that's what your lady like. Um, I agree with Byron somewhat. Like I'm not gonna go against it uh, if that is something that is important to my wife, right? Um, but I'm also I I, I like to ask questions. I want to figure out with her, especially if it's like she expects me to go over the top every year. Mm. Um. I want to I want to better understand why is that so important to her? Am am I not giving you the love that you feel like you deserve throughout the year? You know, I sent Z something today and he was talking about, you know, men want respect, women want safety and she was talking about like, yeah, you know, women aren't going to be in love every day, but you know, one thing's like she always feels safe with me. And I, I actually kind of mentioned it earlier today, haphazardly like in 15 years I've been we've been together she's never disrespected me right so I love my wife to death I wouldn't trade trade her for the world and we do have date date days date weekends we try to go out and we try to enjoy each other um Valentine's we we celebrate it we don't go above and beyond it's not something that we acknowledge it but it's not something that we necessarily pencil on our calendar to um to make it extravagant well well, buff you said something interesting where you 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 like gift gift giving so we're going back to the love languages right yeah um and so that falls more in line with um valentine's the holidays um you know even date nights and things like that because you you like being able to do those things is how you show your love for somebody who's never been into gift giving or gift receiving like myself, you know, it's not necessarily a challenge, but it's not, it doesn't hold as much weight. Like I'm, I'm, um, I'm more so acts of kindness, acts of service. Like I do, like I cater for people. I like to, you know, invite people to the house and, you know, cook and like, those are the things that really show me. So it's not really Thanksgiving. I'll take Thanksgiving Christmas over Valentine's any day. Just because it allows me to bring the people I love together and for me to give them service and to show how I love them. And one of my biggest love languages with my mom was always cooking. You know, that's how she's always showed me, you know. And so I cook for people. So um, that's my way. So uh, Valentine's has its place, definitely has its place. I think it's, you know, it's gotten commercialized. And now with social media, back to social media. And these unrealistic expectations. It takes a holiday that was already considered commercial 
and has put it on a whole another level where it's a pageantry to it that for somebody like me that doesn't like pageantry gets even more annoyed right it's just like <laughs> oh my god like now we're gonna ha- you know it's gonna be he bought me a yacht and we're you know it's, it's all it's all these things to prove and the last thing is Rizzy, and I think you hit on it was like the people that say they they show love every day like I feel like me and Z try to do a good job at the daily living uh, the celebrating the big stuff is so probably our challenge but for people and I know these people personally who who up the rest of the year <laughs> valentine's christmas anniversaries birthdays are their ahas to get them back in good graces so you know it's those big holidays that 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 get them out of the doghouse because the other call it 360 days of the year they're probably uninterested they're not showing and they're not saying you by any means but i know people who just you know they go above and beyond it's like dude i can't even believe you barely like your wife and you out here uh, breaking bread, you're like, yeah, yeah bro. I've been in a doghouse for the last two months, so you know, here this, I go. This is my way you know. out. But the we're, other part we're, about it, we're we're all we're all taking Thanksgiving and Christmas over Valentine's Day too. By the way, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's like for me, for like for Thanksgiving and Christmas, like I nine times out of ten, I'm inviting people. Like I make a big deal with cooking, my menu, all those things. Since I've been in Houston, every year that I'm in Houston, uh, my family that's in Houston and like people who don't have family here. So like I'm, I'm a host family for a lot of people, you know, there's years I might have 30, 40 people at my house and it's a beautiful beauty for me because I have like my real family and then my Houston family, like Fred spent, you know, pretty much every Thanksgiving with us in the last probably six or seven years. Right. Uh, we're getting up for Christmas. We're getting up for the holidays and stuff like that, where, you know, we get to show, uh, but one, one thing though is, like when you talk about Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything that's focused outwardly on all those other people and not on your spouse or your significant other. And so I think that's the beauty of Valentine's Day. I'm just showing love. So, but, but with your love language, like the way I show love, like, yeah, the way you show love, but your love language, it could be, you can cook for her, right? Like cook a special meal for her and you guys sit down and enjoy it and that type of stuff. And so you can still do that without giving gifts. Um, because I totally agree with you, Farga. It's like, I'm not a gift giver. I'm not a gift receiver. It's it's not my thing. And so Valentine's Day was never a big deal for me. And it is. It's it's like a, okay, I got to consciously do it. And I don't like doing the, the traditional, oh, I got you some flowers and some chocolate. Like, you know, where I, I feel like you don't put any thought in that. There, there's no thought to just buying flowers and chocolate. And so it's it is kind of hard for me to just say, okay, what am I going to do for it? And, that, and, and that, putting that, all that thought through it. Um, but I think buff you, your answer was perfect. I think it's men care about Valentine's day because women or their significant others do. I, I don't think guys care about Valentine's day. We could take it or leave it. It's not like a big holiday for us. It's not something we, in, at, most times it's not something we enjoy, but because the significant other lights up because they enjoy it because they like it that's why it holds some type of meaning for us it's like i really do like making my significant other happy and that's really what i want to say is to the the guys out there that that are listening that's rolling their eyes and saying oh i don't want to do this step back and just think about you know what 
My significant other likes it. My my wife, my lady, she likes it. My guy, if, if that's what it is, they like it. And so do it for them. Worst case scenario. Like I, I and I think that's really what it comes down to. I, I don't think guys like it. I don't think it's for us, but it's one of those things that you just gotta roll with it. Yeah. And so when you said, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the flowers and the chocolate, like you're not putting any thought into it. I'm all about putting thought into it. I'm, I'm super intentional about it, everything I do. And when you put thought into it, it's it's a catch-22. You got to respect other people's love language, right? You got to expect how they like to be shown their appreciation within reason. Like it, it, there shouldn't be a minimal budget that I'm your gift should be every year. That's not the only way I can show you that I love you. If you know every year you're getting jewelry, it's not isn't is it is it the thought that goes into it, or is it at this point it's like oh you know Valentine's gonna get jewelry? It's almost like a payday, right? And um, versus you know maybe you got a piece of jewelry and you add on to it. You know it could be what's the pan you know maybe Pandora's not her thing, but like. Every year you find one piece that recaps your the the year in total. Like since last Valentine's, we went skydiving. So here's a skydiving freaking charm. You know, I don't I don't know, but like those are things. And it's not that it's much. It's just the fact that I know you like receiving gifts. I know that you um and it's not about the money. I can buy you what what you want or but is it the only way I can show you I love you? And I think that's what it is when it's like the only way I can show you I love you is a certain dollar amount. And it's I guess it's kind of level to that. And it's not my household, but the same level to men can't take me to a chain restaurant like this is the world we live in where if I can't take you to a chain restaurant, it's cuffing season. You made a championship. How much money do I got to spend on your Valentine's gift? Right. <laughs> you know, those are things the stipulations versus somebody who's very thoughtful and saying, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I honor you. I cherish you. And I want to show you this because I know niggas that make grips and they'll buy you what they want and put no thought into it just to appease you. And like they care less about Valentine's than all three of us on here. But they might spend more on Valentine. Hell, they'll buy their wife and their lady a nice gift, <laughs> right? And so, uh, just calling a spade a spade. The truth hurts, right? Um, but she feels special because he spent all this money on a on a bag, right? And it's like that's nice, but she got the matching bag. You know, it, 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 she got the same gift. Um. It's not always about the dollars and cents to me. Yep. It's just the way I think. All right, fellas. Anything else, Buff? You are the Valentine's guru. Uh any any give give us a pointer for any of the young men who are getting ready to uh enter their cuffing championship. Uh any of us uh longtime husbands. As with anything you celebrate, just listen to your woman. Just listen throughout the year. Pay attention. Uh and it's it's not necessarily always a gift. It's like it could be doing something. Just like like you said, you like to cook for Z. Like uh, it was a Valentine's Day, but I did that for uh, her and Jasmine actually, uh, and made it like a, a fake restaurant in here. I had jazz playing, uh, candle lights lit. I had a menu printed up. Brought them appetizers, took their plates. Brought them like dinner rolls, a salad, main entree, dessert. So 
uh, just just try to be creative when you can. Not just necessarily on Valentine's Day, but anytime you get ready to celebrate something. Make sure you listen, man, and put thought into it. I think, like Ferg said, don't, I mean, I mean, that bag might make her happy the first time, but if that's what you're getting every year, then. And she it still might make her happy, but yeah. is it just the fact that she, does she appreciate the bag more than she appreciate the fact of that you're doing something for her? Like, right. hell, if I got her a bag, would she be appreciative, right? And, <laughs> and that's why I like gifts. I like knowing that without me saying, hey, this is what I want for Christmas or hey, this is what I want for my birthday. Without me having to say that, you've paid attention, you've listened, you've seen my life. She got me tickets to a Deontay Wilder fight in, in Brooklyn, New York one time. She know I love boxing. One of the best gifts I ever got for my birthday. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Listen to your partner. Take an interest in what they like so you'll know what to get. Let's go ahead and close it on out, fellas. So definitely, this, this episode will probably be called truth hurts <laughs> I think we said that <laughs> several times but um, all I got man is uh, this whole I, I picked on Nikki Haley at the top of the show but this whole uh, what was the reason for slavery and then follow up with has America ever been racist question is whipping politicians like they asked Nikki Haley that question I feel like she failed it they asked Kamala Harris on The View excuse me VP Harris on The View and I feel like she failed at it as well it's, it's simple yes America has been racist we had an entire abolition movement an entire civil rights movement because of racism yes and then if you want to add the political language but you know luckily we made strides and this that and other we're no longer a racist country whatever but it's such an easy question that's whipping politicians um, 45 says that any president should, should be immune. I can't, I can't remember if Rosie mentioned at the top of the show, but um, he feels like he can do whatever he wants. That needs to be reiterated, even if you said at the top of the show. Somebody running for office feels like they can literally kill their opponents and they should fall under immunity. Stop thinking he's just playing. He's not. He's not playing. It means everything he says. That was last week. And that's that's what I was saying. Like it's it's the scariest election season ever because one might go to jail and one might end up dead. <sighs> the loser. And so so and, and sticking with politics, I guess all three of my points on politics. Uh Democrats, you guys seem to be struggling in the polls, but your winner seems to be abortion. It seemed like doom and gloom during the midterms for twenty twenty two. But that was like that was not long after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And ever since that decision, despite the polls, Dems have been winning. And the same thing happened in Florida. They flipped the House seat in the state of Florida, uh, a seat that um, a, a, a district that DeSantis just won. Uh, what was that last year? Whenever he was up for re-election, he just won it, and they flipped it to them. That person ran on abortion. That seems to be y'all winner. So please, if you're trying to win and you're trying to stop 45 from becoming president, hammer that point home because abortion seems to be a winner. And the other side has told you what they want to do with abortion rights and how they want to control women's bodies. So we always say you guys are not good at campaigning and and politicking. Use this issue to carry yourselves to victory. That's all I got. Most definitely. Man, just one thing that I got 
Uh, the second liner ball. Shout out to the Port City second liners. It was so much fun. Um, it is always a good time there, man. It's growing and growing. They're about to outgrow the fairgrounds. That's how big the second liner ball is. Um, they've opened up the extension. Uh, and so they're using like the entire fairgrounds here. And so I don't even know what venue they would go to at this point, or if it's just going to have to be that exclusive where they can only have that many people in here. I don't know of another venue that can have larger uh, crowd, but it was such a good time and they do such a good um, time or they put on such a good show, the parade, the second line, um, the artists. I mean, it was just dope. So really really enjoyed that man shout out to you guys on that good job i'll definitely be there next year i plan on actually bringing a group from uab you guys know i'm, I'm over the black alumni network and so i want to actually have a few tables just for the black alumni network um because there are a lot of uab alums there and i want to make sure we all kind of sit together so if you are a uab alum just make sure you uh, reach out to me we're going to make sure we all sit together next year and on top of that Super excited about the sneaker ball. Shout out to Inspire You on Air. Contentville, what up? Um, make sure you guys download that and get ready because February 9th is going down um, for the sneaker ball. So if you don't have your tickets, go ahead and get them. We'll be in there. Come out, holla at us, shout us out. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Ferg, you're going to have to talk to everybody when they come um, and, and when they walk up to you. So just be ready for that. And uh, that's all I got, man. So just get ready, man. I, I love Mardi Gras season, and it is off to a good roll. So laissez bon tips roulet. I said it right this time. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that bite. <laughs> um, mine is going to be very simple. Rizzy, uh your comment, your party shot last week was saying how proud of you were. You were of Oliver on his racist post, right? Mm-hmm. And it made me think of a post that uh, a fellow fam Ewan made about a year ago um, about her student, her excuse, about her child. And this is why it's so important to look at local politics and things like with DeSantis and our beloved uh, governor here in uh, Florida is doing, I mean, in Texas is doing, where as they talk about getting rid of critical race theory and talking about, you know, slavery being, uh, I think they're positioning as almost like an internship and stuff like that. It's one thing to lie to my child, right? It's one thing to lie to your child. Uh, but her point was now that these things are being tested. So it's one thing to lie to your child and, you know, say, Hey, you know, we can go teach our children the right way. It's the fact that now your kids are being tested and have to regurgitate this lie. So if you think about it, like a lot of people don't really see that part of it. If that question was on a test and your school is not teaching racism because, hell, like Byron said, you have politicians who won't admit racism existed in the country. So pretty sure, you know, pretty soon racism will be uh eliminated from our history books that, so that question Florida, Florida gets asked. is actually trying to pass a law right now that makes um if you call somebody racist or anything like that it would be considered defamation that it, it's actually on the docket and they're trying to pass yes. that law and so but think about this 
if Ali would have put that on a test, they would have marked it wrong because there's no such thing as racism in America. That's what this really means. It's not only they're lying to our kids, they're making our kids lie back. So when you sit there and you don't look at these things carefully, I want you to really internalize what that means. If Ali says, you know what, I'm putting because they were racist on the test. And that's the reason Ali doesn't pass that test. Because your son refuses or are you going to tell your son, hey, for their test, just admit that racism never happened, that slavery was an internship and you were a paid in the unpaid intern and that we were taught skills and stuff like that. I have no idea what Rosie's doing. You know, uh, we learn trades. Uh, a lot of black people uh, agree with slavery and all, all these things. When I sat back and rewatched that, it made me really take a deeper look and saying, hey, what should I be doing? What more can we be doing? Because I never want my kids to have to regurgitate that. So there's a school in South Carolina by a group started by a group called Moms for Liberty. Uh, that'll be that I have like a MAGA curriculum, Make America Great Again curriculum. Uh, and it's taxpayer funded. It's a charter school in South Carolina, Moms for Liberty. So I can that's not, I can only imagine what they're going to be teaching. And if they want to send their school. kids there, yeah. uh, you know what? Once again, I can't stop you from doing what you're going to do. If you want to teach your kids that America's always been great and to make it a great again, that's fine. But when I'm forced to tell my kids that America is great and has always been great and slavery didn't exist and they were in, that's the problem. And not only are I forced to tell my kids, my kids have to regurgitate that and they're being tested on that. And everything that they know as a lie, they have to stand up and repeat and embrace and learn. And, you know, so I'm getting pissed off thinking about it. So, <laughs> yeah. With that I, I know being you said, I know you said uh, for me it's it's no you're going to mark that wrong and we'll just take that 95 or that 90 or we'll fail that test. But if it's a whole test but if it's a whole test on American government and I mean American uh history and it's a whole test on uh the civil war and antebell like and all these things and he fails that test. You can't if you go before the school board and it's marked wrong in the curriculum because they're going to be tested on these things, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just just like, hey, slavery. These are things that will appear on their test, yeah. and they're going to have to get it right or wrong. And w- yeah, you you'll take that L, but what are you teaching him? How do you have that follow up conversation? Well, Ali, this is because of racism that doesn't exist, and you'll be dealing with this for the rest of your life, and yada 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 yada. Yeah, so. I, that's I, I would never teach my son that racism doesn't exist. That's the problem, and and so. But, but my teacher said. Yeah, your teacher's wrong. At it is what it is. So sometimes I mean, and ultimately, well, that, that, ultimately that, and that's fine that he gets it wrong on that test. But ultimately, we and we always say this right: parents have that onus to teach our children, especially things like that. Right. If, if the, the, the school's not teaching it or whatever, it's on us to make sure that the kids know it. It was the pre-civil rights. It was on the parents to be able to teach that. Right. Because the schools were teaching something different. Yeah. 
Let's table it for next Yeah. Because next next week it'll be uh going in right before uh Black History. Yep. And it, yep. All right. What three brothers no sense? Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. Most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.